0: The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So, we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oz Table Talk. My name's Luke, and I'm at the table with Ori and Steve.
1: Hello. 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 The <laughs> <laughs> short ones the two of people. It's like,
0: yeah, it's just, it's just. Ba bam. Dun dun. <laughs> Man. So, um, I have a question for you guys. Have you ever got into uh, like an online uh, <laughs> argument with yes. a troll of some variety? Yes. <laughs> yes, like there's, there's no, no question over there. Yes.
2: You know what? I've never. You've never? Yeah. Never. You're a, never, you're
0: a stronger man know. than most, story right? No, I think it's... I, I don't know. I think it's because
2: I'm so disgusted by the... but like, some of the content that comes out, like, some of the arguments. Yeah. And it's like, I can't even be bothered responding to that. <laughs> It's that bad. Yeah. I think it's more of disdain yes. than, like, some altruistic i do not want to waste my energy virtue. on this. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I've, I've done it once. And I, I knew before, but I just didn't fully process it, that just online discussion is a waste of time yeah. and i had like it wasn't like aggressive or like yeah. overly combative but it was just like a it's wrestling with the team, right? it was just like had the discussion no one no one's opinion was altered or impacted at all like there was no uh, and like i've seen it happen from other people and you see people be like even nice people be like very dogmatic and you're like what's like they don't care. Yeah, like most yeah. of the time, they're just like. What are you achieving? Yeah, I don't know. So I, don't, I don't do it anymore. I just, yeah, yep. I do not see the benefit.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. So the the idea that I uh, that we came up with for the episode tonight is because I was I was just scrolling shorts on YouTube and uh, I came across which is which is odd because like a lot of my content obviously tilts towards Christianity, mm. and so it's very rare that I will come across content that is atheistic by nature. And but I did, and, and I thought, oh, that's interesting that YouTube decided to show me that. And I, as I was listening to it, I, I thought. You know, if I if I didn't know what I know uh, as far as uh, about the nature of God and like a, a what I think is at least a, a fairly complete knowledge of the basics of, of the Bible. Uh, th- those The points that this guy was making I thought would be compelling If you didn't have a lot of Basis for your understanding Yeah, no context Yeah, no context That's, that's a good way of putting it mm. And so I, I thought it might be fun for us to So instead
1: of Riding back to the trolls We're going <laughs> to Put a lot more time and effort into this <laughs> So yeah So we're just going to Out
0: talk him, right so, so it's like He did a short So I was yeah. like Under a minute and So we're yeah. going to do Like an hour long podcast in, yeah, As a rebuttal Get rex sunshine <laughs> Nah Really I just thought it would be a- a great opportunity for us to good talking point. Yeah, good talking point like it, it's a it's a starting point for us and uh, to basically have the discussion about some of the the common the common objections that people have to Christianity or what we believe. So probably the most logical place for us to start is, is playing the the video so I'll, I'll play the video for you guys and um, we'll probably put it up on the screen as well. but let me just turn the audio up on this and I'll let you just listen.
3: I wonder how effective the Bible is, because when I look at the Bible, and maybe I'm just looking at it all wrong, you know, but I see a, a narrative structure where we've got God creating a perfect world. You've got the introduction of humanity. Mankind sort of set up the perfect world introduces sin into the equation. Because of the sin in the equation, there is a a human sacrifice that happens to atone for the sin right because all over the old testament there's there's animal sacrifices happening god needs god needs something to die to forgive sin right so then in the new testament there's this idea that there's you know jesus comes jesus is sacrificed for you you dirty sinner and then that, that by by believing that you may then uh have some sort of you know communion with with god um and the people who don't believe that uh are screwed
0: there we go how does that strike you at first hearing? Do you think he has a point in, in any part of what he says? I think probably the thing that stuck with me the most
1: <clears throat> was the, the human sacrifice bit. And that's probably because hmm. my understanding of the atonement ha- comes from a long time ago and I've probably forgotten most of it. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of stuck out to me a little bit. Um, like... His narrative storylines, like, fairly, like, there's bits and pieces that are quite accurate in it, like, just hmm. describing, like, the events, but then his conclusions he draws from it um, aren't necessarily what, what we actually see the Bible story following. Yeah. yeah what
2: about you, Ari? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, I think he sounds, um, comes across, like, maybe a bit exasperated. Um, like we talked about earlier, like, I, I would have loved to hear more of his story. Mm. Like where this is coming from, his upbringing, you know, his journey, maybe he's had, maybe he was a Christian. Yeah, because it, it sounds like around.
1: an atheist wouldn't know. Yeah, like, like maybe they would, but you know, if I asked one of my colleagues at work, they wouldn't know half of that stuff. So it does sound like someone who comes from some religious background at least.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Like he seems to have a lot of spiritual literacy mm. for someone who he's talking about an atheist exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think if I can indulge and maybe come from that perspective, then I can actually find, I can resonate with some of those things he said, Mm. to be honest, you know, Christianity is not a cakewalk, you know, it's, it's not a crutch as some people say that it is, you know, like some people who don't go to church or aren't of our faith, they might look at us and say, oh, you guys use Christianity as a, as a crutch. But if you're actually in the, in the trenches of spiritual warfare, then you, you, we all know that it's not easy, and we can, and some of us may be tempted to inc- incline our thinking into that direction, when in thinking like, oh, okay, why, wh- why are we here? What wh- I didn't bring myself in here. I didn't sign up for this battle, mm-hmm. and this is intense. Like, yeah. why, why, why do I have to go through this? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, is this, you know, plan of salvation? Is this actually? making a difference in my life mm. each and every day
0: i think that's really the right? root of his question isn't it like it d- does the plan of salvation make a difference hmm. do, well, do, he said does the bible really make a difference does it really work yeah yeah and i think that's a really fundamental question because if the answer to that is no then we can dispense with a lot of the pain and suffering that christians put themselves through in order to be followers of christ yeah right? yeah,
2: yeah. And, and just to hone in there, that question it's like does it make yeah. a practical difference i think mm. we, we understand the 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 meta-narrative mm. and the end the goal but when you actually go through the day-to-day struggles of christianity you think like w- like what are we doing here you yeah. know it can seem like that sometimes at least for mm. me anyway yeah. mm.
0: as i was listening to him go through uh, like i thought it was interesting how he started yes the world was created and he talks about um man letting you know like man letting sin in Right And that being the like the first major problem, and then a sacrifice being needed to to atone for that. And the Bible does use a lot of atonement language and sacrifice and, and that is true. But there's two problems, I think, with what he's talking about and the understanding of the gospel that I would share. And that is, number one, it wasn't God needing a sacrifice in order to pardon sin. It, whilst that's true, God wasn't uh, sacrificing a person, which is w- what he was alluding to in the in mm. what he was saying. He's saying like there was this other third party that needed to be sacrificed in order for God to be happy with us. Mm. It was actually God Himself being sacrificed. But that's difficult to understand if you if you don't have some sort of a grasp around the idea of of the Godhead. If we don't have a right understanding of that, then it is it is a, a, a three-party atonement where God is sacrificing a, a human, even though a very special human, in order to save the rest of humanity. There's three parties involved. But I think the Bible is very clear that it's a two-party atonement, that God is sacrificing himself in, in Jesus, in his son, and that is what is saving the rest of humanity. And that's a fundamental and monstrous difference mm. between the gospel and what he's suggesting.
2: Hmm. 100%. Uh, I mean, like, I, I would like to reaffirm that the Bible does say that without the shedding of blood, hmm. there's no remission of sin. So there is... Yeah, the question is who, though. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's that's the question. And and like, and like, you're right. The, this whole economy that was set up, like the whole animal sacrifice system, God himself said that, look, I'm tired of your sacrifices, guys. Yeah. You know, he, he said to these, like, I'm not... It's not the actual dead things that I'm interested in. It's the meaning <laughs> behind it. Yeah. It's what's pointing too you know mm-hmm. you guys have missed the point mm-hmm. so the point is like not like god just wants something to die because yeah. he gets some kind of like sick gratification from it mm-hmm. but it's because like no it's because it's mm-hmm. sin is costly yeah and until we understand how costly sin is and what it cost god yeah Th- and then, then we've completely missed the point. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. easy to reach that conclusion. Yeah. yeah, like this, this may be somewhat
1: tangential, and I'm sorry for that. But <laughs> 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 no, you're not. we will go to keep going. <laughs> anyway, um, so like the way you, you articulate it, like you said, that God didn't require like a human sacrifice. Like God sacrificed Himself, but. The, the reasoning sounds somewhat recursive in that if God's requiring the sacrifice and he sacrifices himself, mm-hmm. then why does he have the requirement in the first place? Mm-hmm. There's some kind of law there. and I guess it is God's law, but like there's some kind of like law of nature that requires... Seems uh, arbitrary to you? Yeah, I don't know if arbitrary is the right word, but it just seems like a mildly confusing because Jesus says, you know, like your sins are forgiven to the, you know, to the person instead of, like when he heals them. Mm-hmm. like. He clearly doesn't need, like especially at that point, like Jesus hadn't even died yet when he said that. So God has the power to to forgive sins. Um, but I don't know, like I guess that recursive yeah, so, logic is what I'm getting a bit of stuck okay, on. So I guess. why
0: does God have the capacity to forgive sins? or well, because hmm, because it's his law that's broken. I think there's two aspects to it. One is that it's his, like he's the creator, so it's his law. And I think the other aspect to it is that it is in uh, in response to or in lieu of Jesus' sacrifice. I don't necessarily think that in the Old Testament, like let's say Jesus never ended up dying. Mm. I don't know that God could have forgiven sins. I think that any sins that were forgiven, like, and I think people that did not see death, i.e., Elijah and Enoch, etc., mm. they all found salvation, um, like retroactively from yeah, the cross, yeah. right? And so, a, I, a check I, that was yet to be cashed in. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. So the yeah. promise was there, but it hadn't actually happened yet. If Jesus didn't go through with it, I think you know, everything would have ripped apart in that mm-hmm. sense. Yep. But like who requires it, I guess, is the Okay, I, I see so like you, you're saying who's the enforcer. Yeah, like as if, if God so, requires
1: it but then fulfills himself, it's kinda of like, Well, why gotcha. do you
0: require it in the first place? Like, so the question that I would that I, I think is then helpful is why is like why is sin a bad thing in the first place? Right. So if if, if you think about what we know of the great controversy, what the Bible indicates around Satan's origins mm. and the beginning of sin. Yeah. If sin is allowed to continue, it results in the in death, right? It re- results in di- destruction. Yeah. And so I think in a very real way, could God choose to not hold people accountable for sin? In the short term, maybe. But I think sin, by its very definition, as something that is separating people from God, would ultimately lead to their destruction, either self-destruction or... Um, their destruction by other means. So mm-hmm. I, I would say that God had to intervene in the same way that a, a surgeon would remove uh, you know, something that is malignant from a body. Mm. God had to hold us accountable for sin or hold sin accountable in order for the universe not to break apart at some point in the future.
2: Another analogy you could use is like, you know, why people have to quarantine yeah. you know if, if people have any contagious virus. It's also it's a protection against other people as well, and and like you said, there are some sins that is easy to conceptualize as that's going to lead to death. Like you know, if you're smoking, you know, even though there's no commandment says "Thou shalt not smoke," we all inherently know that's bad for us because eh, it's you're know, essentially committing self-murder. And the Bible does say "Thou shalt not murder," "Thou shalt not kill." Eh, but the other sins are not as easy. But you know, if you dig deep enough, you yeah. end up following the, the, the breadcrumbs, so to speak, and yep. see the conclusion. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it's like God's is kind of like getting to the point. So it's like, look, the, the wages of sin is death. So something has to die. Yeah. Yep. I'm just going to, I'm doing the whole universe. Favor, I'm gonna take your place of yep. that consequence that you should have experienced,
0: yeah. And the other thing is, he, he got something very much right in there, and he said it's something to do with us believing that Jesus died in our place mm. that puts us on good terms with Him and allows us to have access to that salvation. Mm. He nailed that, that's exactly well, how that he
2: works. said, he said, some kind of an access, yep. like wasn't <laughs> yeah. True, yeah, like he was a very nonchalant about it, true, 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, you gotta damply yeah, he- that. You <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but like you like you yeah. said, the, uh, the essence of it was mm-hmm. was percent there. Yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, there's yeah. one like lens through which we can look at this that we haven't talked about yet that I think is is pretty important, and, and that is like Romans chapter five, that lens that Paul establishes of there being death in in Adam and and life in Christ so but by by de- sorry by one man death came into the world and by one man eternal life came, came into mm. the world right he sets up these two human archetypes and he paints it as this picture of we have the choice whether we associate ourselves with the adam archetype or we we associate ourselves with the the jesus archetype and the jesus being the second adam the one that actually passed the test the one that actually got it right and the one that died in our place Mm. that appropriate death that that sacrificial death that leads to our life and and thriving only happens if we are identifying with Christ and that's that is that act of of believing in him like the like the guy was saying on the on the the short I think when we when we think about it in in these terms I think it's even more helpful because this idea of us believing in Jesus is, is one thing but when you you realize that Jesus didn't just die a single death that that was analogous to ours. It wasn't Mm. symbolic. It was literal in the sense that he experienced the the full weight of sin and human suffering, and he took all of that and died completely. So not just symbolically, I I believe even literally when he rose again, if we believe in him, we rose with him. Like our mm. our salvation, our resurrection is, it is already established in Jesus' experience. Mm. And if we think about it like that, it's a little more tangible than it is like like he was um, indicating of, oh, we're just having some, some level of association, some level of mm. belief. Mm.
2: Why would he have such a problem with that? Mm. And I think... Yeah, true. You know, like he seemed to very not satisfied with that or have it, or have questions and i think one of the, the questions he had was like well if you don't believe in that yeah there's there's no like middle ground so there's to no speak you're just yeah. like you're stuffed yeah. like is that because maybe he's coming
1: from the point of view that like like we obviously believe that everyone's sinned and the short of the glory of god but maybe he's like well i'm a good person mm. you know like why do i have to believe in Jesus to be saved like you know i haven't killed anyone you know, like maybe it's like that kind of approach. And
0: he's like, well, you know, what happens to the good people? You know, quote, unquote, good people. Do you think it's, it's well, like, at least it felt this way to me that he was indicating that whilst he intellectually assents to the like the biblical model that people have done wrong things, right? We have, have done since. But it seems that his question is like, are, I think I'm agreeing with you. Are people really as bad as, as all that? Like, is yeah. the fact that we make bad choices, is that enough to condemn us? to to eternal death right mm, mm, mm. and that I guess the foundation of that comes back to what you believe about sin you know if, if you believe that sin is just a collection of behaviours that at which there is a behavioural element to sin I don't doubt that but if it's merely that, then you can make an argument for the fact that, well, if you've never actually killed anyone, don't cheat on your taxes and you don't cheat on your wife and you you know, you, you do these basic things that we think of as being fair to society, mm. then how can you how can more be expected than that? Um, and that is kind of discounting the this idea of sin being a like a spiritual cancer, right, that we're all that we're all born with that has to be dealt with. Somehow, by someone, somewhere, mm. that will kill us if it doesn't get dealt with. You know, when you see it that way, then every everything about our characters that doesn't look like Jesus becomes malignant. It becomes mm. something that that is that we need salvation from or in. You know, mm. Mm.
2: and I think that's what's confronting about it. And even even I found that confronting. And that it's like you could be, if you take a behaviour model, mm. indulge me in this. Yeah, okay, yeah, like yeah. you could be ticking all the boxes, right? Mm. Going to church, doing ministry. Mm-hmm. Don't lie, like you. You are like, you know, you're very you honour your parents, like you know, you're you're the proud Nigerian. girl. <laughs> the Nigerian prince is in the house. <laughs> like you know, you're doing. You don't. You know, or you're not obviously bound down to statues of Buddha. You know, like you do it. You're seemingly doing all the right things, but there's this one thing mm-hmm. that is like this thing that like. You just stumble on every now and then mm. you know like there's this one particular thing and, and it's hard to think like man like like if i don't give this one thing that has no consequence on other people's lives mm. like that's it like um i see he used very colorful language mm. that i'm not going to repeat but mm. you know I'm like see ya mm. like, i'm stuffed yeah. and i think that can be like a very bitter pill to swallow it's like dang like i'm like I'm still struggling with that one thing, and yet, like my salvation is a risk. In spite of all those things that, you know, I love Jesus. Like I love serving God. It's part of all of those things. That's all mm-hmm. it takes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, dang. Well, how effective is the gospel then? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. and like I, I, feel for him. You yeah. know. Yeah. I feel for him in that sense, because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that's that's tough pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. If it, it all, it's all predicated whether the model. Yes. That I'm looking at is the right model, hmm. of course, but yeah. I think it can feel like that I, for I people who do, do subscribe to that model.
0: Would you say that if the, if the assumptions that he's making or the, the, um, the statements that that he is approaching this from, if they are true, his position is consistent? Yeah, like would you would you say yeah, that's pretty fair? I would say that's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I would mm. agree. I think what we're questioning is not that his reasoning is sound, but that the base assumptions are different. Yeah, yeah, and and to that end, like I, I can I can sympathise, and and from his perspective, I think that he is being internally consistent. I just think that there is better. Uh, better assumptions that we can make based on the evidence that we do have and I I would I mean this guy I think Talk Heathen is the name of the account Um, I I would be totally up for having a having a discussion about it if if you ever end up watching this feel free to let us know let's have a conversation but I think that Having a look at this particular video is is a, a great place because there's a lot of similar content out there. There's a lot of people who say similar things, and so if we get the opportunity to just wrestle with one of these occasionally, I, th- I think it's helpful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, do you guys have anything else you want to share or rabbit holes you want to go down on, on this particular one? Check, or a check, checking mm. out his his little thesis. His little thesis. <sighs> okay.
2: Yeah, I think, like, perhaps one more thing. I think Hmm. I found that the clearer picture of God's character you have, Hmm. the easier all of this conundrum gets solved, so to speak. Like, I think if you see God for who he is in the Bible, you see God is, like, merciful, willing to actually, you know, send his son to die for us. He's compassionate he's actually more flexible than we think he is. Not mm-hmm. like, you know, he he bends sin for us or something like that, but he's yeah. like very understanding to a surprising degree. Mm-hmm. You know, you see he's like, his mercy, his patience. Mm-hmm. Like he's not that, he's not like, you made a mistake, thunderbolt, mm-hmm. zap. You know, he's not like that at all. You know, yeah. I used to think that as a kid, mm-hmm. you know. I think when you see God's character as this loving father that he is, then I think all of those issues... Uh, easier to digest Mm. you know
1: Mm. yeah and ultimately he's on trial too
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah yeah I like it well let's leave it there thank you guys for joining us for another episode we look forward to catching you next time God bless And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners and we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mailing list. So I would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that. If you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet, you can go over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us. So if you want to help us reach those goals, please jump in and give us a review. The final message that I'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our Patreon account. Now, Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating. And ultimately, what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast. And so if you'd like to help us do that, jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk and you can can give anything from even a dollar a month uh, upwards. But at different levels, there are different benefits, different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours. If you can't afford that, we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.